Coming to you from my basement in beautiful Chicago, this is Les Cast. I am your host, Amanda Costner. We are recapping the L Word Generation Q Season 3, Episode 4, and then we're all going to go to Nanaka for dinner. Oh yeah, Nanaka. <laughs> the hottest spot. Right? Uh, joining me to recap this episode is someone you may have seen on Lesbian TikTok. She is a member of the Mighty Dames, a really awesome community that is all about female empowerment and they do jujitsu and all kinds of really cool stuff. Make sure you check them out at themightydames.com. Please help me welcome to the podcast, Tori O'Neill. Hey, what's up? Thanks for having me. Thanks so much for coming on. Yeah, man, this is going to be, this is going to be dope because like I guess I like any millennial lesbian, like the L word has been injected into my veins since like middle school. So I'm always down to talk about it. Okay, perfect. Because my first question was going to be, are you an OG watcher? Are you a newer fan? You are injected since middle school. Listen, I am like a, I, I don't know if it was like late middle school or early high school, but I watched all of it. I think I caught it the first time I watched, I think I caught it at the tail end of like the first season. But um, I tell my I tell my girlfriend this now, like I have very distinct memories of like watching this show at home with my head like to the stereo. It like turned to like number two volume because like my really religious mother does not. <laughs> I do not want her walking in on me seeing like Shane and Carmen fucking on the screen. So I'm just like, right. Yes. I'm just like, listening to, like <sighs> and this is like, like, yeah. So, yeah, I'm, I'm an OG watcher. Wow. So how have you found the reboot so far? <laughs> okay. Okay. So we all, we all agree that like the L word is very problematic, right? Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. All right. Yes. So we yes. were there. So I tried to rewatch and like to prep for, and I think I got to like season two. And I was like, I'm not going to do that to myself. <laughs> um, I don't want this. I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to like judge this season. So Season one, I was into it. Season two, I was, I was more into it. Season three, kind of been. <laughs> um, I I won't say that I'm hate watching at this point, but it feels very distinctly close to hate watching. Um, I like some of the characters. I despise some of the other characters, <laughs> and I realize that like watching this as a 15 year old versus watching this as a 32 year old baby um the characters hit different yeah like the yes. characters definitely hit different mm -hmm. well you wouldn't be the only one if you were hate watching yeah i feel like maybe half the fan base that's what's going on oh, yeah. hate watching hate watching and youtube clips is like kind of like my my bread and butter at this point yep that's i mean that's my catharsis is making the youtube clips just... there you go <laughs> you have to find joy in this or it's just really sad <laughs> Especially this episode, right? Oh, listen. Oh, oh. Okay. Pretty dark. <laughs> listen, I had a couple highlights, but like overall, I'm just like, what the fuck? <laughs> There's a lot of like in my notes just saying, no, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> yes. Well, let's just jump in. We start off with Danny meeting Sophie and Finn at Dana's. I think that was Dana's for brunch. Yeah. Tori, if you're, you discover your fiancé has been cheating with your mutual nope. friend on your wedding day, are you, like, grabbing brunch with them a year later? Listen, what the heck? Like, why are they friends? <laughs> I, 
Look, okay, maybe because I'm like a small town gay that I don't understand this like mentality. I, I don't, I'm a scorched earth kind of gal. I feel like they scorch the earth. Like, and then they're like, they're all hanging. Like, they still live in the house that you used to live. Like, mm-hmm. they're like all getting along, all friends. They're like making I, out in front of her. They're making cute jokes. And they're like, I don't understand it. Like, I despise, I already just like don't like Finley's character. Like I, it's, I know so many, I, I knew so many people like that in my twenties. And like, I said the thirties, I never again, mm-hmm. but like, how are they still, fr- like, I'm not, the, I'm clearly not that mature. Cause I, there's no way in hell. No, I'm not either. First of all, I'm super jealous. I would not get over that. <laughs> no, Dude, she came into your wedding with some ripped jeans and a fucking hat. Yep. And just like in a come on, man. Like And she I, peed in her hallway too. She peed in her hallway. Oh like I I blocked that part out. <laughs> oh like, yeah, like I I don't understand. I do not understand. Like the same bar that she sung karaoke with her, you're hang okay, cool, 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 cool. Mm-hmm. Well, I think they're just doing it because otherwise the show is just too much like the I think yeah. Marja Lewis Ryan wants chaos but like yeah if there's no like Ben and Tina are gone they need them to be a friend group again yeah but they blew that up last season yeah like do they plan like there there's, has to be like a long-term plan right they're just like you know I don't think really, so like you know it'd be fun this episode <laughs> um but yeah man throw it all in the garbage <laughs> wait I have, I have one other question like it's Halloween. Does the L word ever do holidays? I think this is like a new thing for them. Yeah. Like, I don't I remember. I don't remember any like holiday. And then like, I was like, okay, cool. Weird, but cool. I mean, I think we are learning why they don't do holidays. Because this Halloween celebration, I mean, what? how did you yeah. think of all the costumes? Like, not a lot of fun. Um, I will say like, as far as creativity, like everyone gets like d minus like mm-hmm. there was not a lot of good stuff going on there and, uh, i mean if you're gonna really especially if you're at dana's if you're gonna do a halloween like theme man you gotta like really either like really hoe it up or go really <laughs> ridiculous because they're like it, we'll get to that later but they're trying to like sexy up sophie I'm like they didn't really achieve the goal like, no no i want some top tier ho shit if we're gonna mm-hmm. do it like don't don't give me like the watered down version of it so yes i mean mm-hmm. <laughs> tessa's mom and angie's costumes were good and other than that yes yeah i'm here for the dolly part in love besides that and um yeah no everyone else could they all could have done better mm-hmm mm-hmm we learn the infamous Roxy is coming into town. We also learn Danny has been in orgies. <laughs> Uptight Danny. Like season one, Danny is so far, like so far in the background. Like this one is like an ice cream eating champion and she's having orgies, going to leather parties. Like who the fuck is this? I like this Danny, but like. Who what? is Danny? What did her dad have to see it say to all this shit? Like, when did this happen? And is he still in jail? Like, what's who the heck, Like, where is he? Like, where is her? I don't just. That's another one. They. That's another way we know they don't plan anything out. Yeah, it's no. like twenty-seven like, like, dropped plot lines per episode. Get all the plot lines. Fast forward a year. We don't got to explain shit. Mm-mm. <laughs> 
Um, I do. We can move on from this scene eventually, but I do want to play this one short clip I yeah. pulled up because Let's it just really it. stuck out to me. It's a small moment here. Roxy's nickname for Danny is D-Bag? I mean, I want to say I'm surprised, but like, <laughs> man, I go to a gym. There's some really fucked up things there, Oh, too. okay. But okay. like, yeah, but no, that's... Like, what? that makes me think of douchebag. Yeah, like, I don't... That was not... I think... I feel like that's one of those things where the, the actress probably just said, like, yeah, I'm just going to throw D-Bag out there. And <laughs> she responded positively to it. Okay. Yeah, that's yeah. That was that was weird. I it was weird. So <laughs> that's a good point, though. It may not have been in the script. Yeah, she could have done better, though. Yeah. Taylor wakes up in Alice's bed. Of course, Taylor, played by Joy Lauren Adams, and it turns out Taylor has not left Alice's house in forty-eight hours. That's that's typical. Typical first hookup. We're just gonna live here for the weekend. <laughs> Never. <laughs> Is this a lesbian thing? <laughs> I would like to say no, but like I saw it happen with my girl. <laughs> oh, we went on a date, and then like the next thing I knew it was like, yeah, I gotta go home, right? No, <laughs> we're fine. No, we're falling in love. Yeah. No. Why was Alice just like creepily watching her with her toothbrush? I don't know. When they <laughs> started that scene, I thought it was a vibrator. Yes, and then I, I'm just like sitting there. She's just like, hmm. I'm like. Don't stare at people. Like, she's no, that's so weird. <laughs> and she was smiling too. <laughs> the whole thing. Yeah. So, what did you think of this plot line for them? I, okay, I kind of liked it, but I was also disappointed that they never joined Dana's at any point. Yeah, that seems like, I mean, let's be honest, of all of the people who did Halloween, doesn't it feel like Alice would be the one to like really dress up and like, have a fun time of it. So like, uh, yeah, I'm kind of surprised, especially given how much her and Shane support each other. I was kind of surprised she wasn't there, but like, I also know what it's like to get stuck in like, you know, like a sex cocoon. We're like, I'm just going to stay here with this person. And (laughs) you can't, they can't be more than like 15 to 20 feet away from a bed or a horizontal surface. So like, I understand (laughs) why they're staying in the house, but like, I feel like it's not very Alice. Mm, yeah but i must have been that good i mean (laughs) i mean she lost it so it must have been something back at shane and tess's shane has of course i mentioned dressed uh tess's mom to the nines like dolly parton yeah but tess cannot be bothered to notice shane yeah sad girl shane (laughs) i mean okay i I get it. Yes, you're supposed to be attentive to your partner. But God, I mean, like, I feel like a little bit of this is like Shane already did dirty. So she's trying to kind of, you know, clean it up and like, oh, yeah, don't forget about dinner and all of that. But, you know, being a caretaker to like a, 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 a to a parent is already hard enough. And with the bar stuff, it, I'm probably putting more of myself into tests right now than I need to. But, you know. You're adults. Stress happens. Sometimes you can't do all these little cutie things that you want to do sometimes, especially like in that moment. So I feel like Shane was just, it was definitely a sad girl Shane moment, but like at the same time, like <laughs> it's fine. You're, you're being overly dramatic right now. You, no, I like it was the, her excuse. Yes. And I think you're right when you say 
she already cheated. So she mm-hmm. needs, she really needs to make Tess the bad guy to make herself feel better. Exactly. She needed, she needed a moment to be like, well, since she's not here, like, I have to fuck this girl. Like, what <laughs> else am I going to do? I mean, though, Kehlani, oh, she kind of I mean, does. Literally what I said in my notes is multiple. I was like, I understand, <laughs> but no. Like, I totally understand, but no. PSA, cheating is still wrong, even if you're not getting along with your partner. It is very wrong. But in this case, I get it. A little bit. A little bit right. Oh, I mean, yeah. Mm, mm, we all love Tess, but mm. Do you think they were trying to show that Tess is like too involved with her mother? Because it kind of goes sour by the end of the episode with her. Yeah, I I think that's what they were trying to play it off as. Is like she was just so um, that she's like pseudo neglectful of Shane because she's so focused on work and her mom. But I mean, what child (laughs) wouldn't like? I'm sorry if it's like. Helping my ailing parent or like going to Nanakas. <laughs> like, I feel like in this instance, like she'll be okay. Like, but Tori, Nanaka is like a hot spot I in mean, LA. I mean, but it's, I mean, but she's Shane. She should be able to go anywhere True. on like a Tuesday night with the phone call and a haircut. So it's like she should be fine anyway. Good point. She's got a private, no, I don't think she has a private jet. She just rides in private jets. <laughs> don't even get me started on how <laughs> Shane came back into this like what an entrance <laughs> a mess we learn micah and maribel have set up a meeting of sorts with friends of maribel's this mm-hmm. is of course how we're going to see max later in the episode my favorite part of the episode but what are your thoughts on this like micah maribel having kids plot line <sighs> okay I'm okay with it because there's multiple like um, lesbian queer couples in here. Cause I feel like they always try to throw a baby at somebody. I'm interested in it just because of the dynamic of it. And plus I typically, I, I'm not even gonna lie. I have disliked Micah for like the first two seasons. So this is the most, uh, it's my girlfriend's name is Micah. So every time oh. I say that. <laughs> oh, that must be weird. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, So I've disliked Micah for a while. This is the most I've liked Micah. Like this and this paired with her, their whole little dynamic. It's the most I've liked Micah. This episode may be the pinnacle of the most I've ever liked Micah. So it's only going to go downhill from here. <laughs> Can't get any better than it is right now. It does feel like when the the fans like find something they can grab onto. Like I feel like more fans are getting into finley and uh sophie but and so now i'm like oh they're gonna for sure break them up well they're fools because it's a terrible combination but you know that's my own bias um so this is the most you've liked micah it's interesting because he's they portray him as like the guy who can't have fun this episode yeah well i feel like that's kind of how they've always portrayed micah right it's always been sad boy micah like there's always like someone's doing micah wrong he can't find the guy he wants he his mom's not really like Micah's not, not, tell me when Micah's been fun. I got nothing. Exactly. So this is like, again, the most I've liked Micah is when they're talking about a kid. <laughs> like when it's, yeah. Yeah. So like, I feel like that's, that's kind of who Micah is. He's not a lot of fun <laughs> and that's okay. Like not everyone, not, I, okay. I take a Micah over a Finley. So 
Do I want pure fun? <laughs> or do I want someone who's a little bit duddish? I'll take a dud over a Finley any day. I mean, he wore the avocado costume at the end, so. And at least he has, like, a job most of the time. <laughs> so I'll take Micah. Meanwhile, Angie is continuing to see her professor. <laughs> I can see your face, Tori. Uh, it seems you might be. I don't know any fans who are into this plot line because they're because they knew we liked Angie too much, so they had to do something to make us dislike her. And all I could think by watching this whole story is like, yeah, this is definitely Bet Porter's daughter. <laughs> this is this is some Bet Porter behavior right here. Yep. Very um, bad. No, I hate this. I hate this so much. Um, I hate the the weirdness of the power dynamics and like. She isn't even like a junior or a senior. Girl is like just mm-hmm. getting into college. That's that's sketch to me. I I do not like it at all. You know, they did the same thing on the first season of the Sex Lives of College Girls. Yep. And oh my god, I love that show too. Me too. Isn't it so good? That's so good. I'm loving season two so far. I uh, love it. I'm loving yeah, every minute so of it. Why are these shows like going with these older men dating an 18, not dating, I'm sorry, preying upon an 18 year old or I, I don't know. I honestly don't know how the show sees this relationship. I, but. I, but you know, this is like, this is common. They've done this. Remember like, uh, I don't know if you watch Pretty Little Liars. No, I didn't watch that one. Uh, they had like a, a high school kid who was like dating her teacher. Who they, they met like they met previously like at a bar or something, but like. I don't know why people think that this, that type of power dynamic, that teacher versus student, I mean, it's very fan fiction. I I don't know why that is so attractive to people. It's not for me because all I can see is like the drastic experience differential, the, like the, just the, okay, I'm a rule follower. So I'm like, dude, how how are you boning your teacher? Like, that's (laughs) such a conflict of interest. Like, that's just not, I'm not here for it, but I guess it's that whole taboo, that whole forbidden thing. It does nothing for me. And plus, I don't like him because his like his hairline, his fade is not good. And it really bothers me. It just stops. It's like it really bothers me. He's 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 okay, but like Angie, you could do so much better than this guy. I mean, come on. Yeah, when they gave us that trailer where Angie's like, oh, this is going to be my hoe phase, but that's not really what they they did. They went literally a whole different a, direction. Literally got a boyfriend in like four episodes. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, but you, isn't that typically how some people, that's how my hoe phase went. I expected to have a beautiful hoe phase. I was ready to just, you know, throw it out there. And I ended up in a, like, I ended up in a fucking three-year relationship. So like, how does, how does, Same. see? Oh crap. See, it doesn't, yeah. <laughs> phases are, are, not, are not sound. Yeah. No, that's a good point, actually. All great love starts at the beginning of a hoe phase. That's, cl- I'm starting to believe that. I'm really <laughs> starting to believe that. Because you're more open, you know? You're like, I'm down for anything. And then like, Cupid, that asshole, just like, really? Are you open for a long-term commitment? Because that's what I got for you. That's what I'm sending into your heart. (laughs) Yeah. So the next part of the episode was probably, like, definitely my favorite of the whole episode, 
when Max walks down the stairs at the Halloween party. Tori, what did you think of the reintroduction of Max and getting to see the family Max and Reese have built together? Oh my God. Literally every time Max is on here, my nose just says, Max. I was so like, I know that like, there's a lot of history of like the negative representation of Max. I love Max. I always think there was always like a, like an innocence or like a purity kind of around that character that like you could tell that like the joke was on them, not that they were in on the joke. And I always would like watch it like, why the fuck are you friends with these people? Mm. And now I'm so glad to know that like he, they haven't seen them for years. Right. So like I was happy about that. But I I love because it looks like Max has created a very happy life for themselves. Um, I love the little the little retcon that Max is now uh, Max is non-binary. I love the relationship that they have, their little kids, the the cute little names they call them. I am so I screw the other shit. Just let me watch Max and Reese. Yeah. Make them like my new fosters. I want to watch yes. them prosper. That's it. That was I loved I've loved Max. And you know what? Max is Asian quite well. I agree. Gorgeous eyes, chiseled chin. Like, I'm here for Max. Yeah, I was looking at some old footage of Max and then compared with this episode. And I was like, oh, yeah. Similar hair, but like a little different, a little more Mm -hmm. modern. And like, not a lot of aging has happened. Max has always been very handsome. Yeah. Like, very handsome. Like, I I feel like, yeah, Max has always been very handsome. It's just like, we just hated everything done to Max. So... I'm happy to know that, like, in this fucked up L word universe, Max got a happily yes. ever after in it. Yes. And, you know, this is skipping ahead, but the show essentially apologizes to Max. And I was like, yes, mm. as I'm, they I'm, should. Yeah, they they should. But, like, this is one where Bet needs to come. She needs to fly down <laughs> and give her apology. Right. Jenny needs to rise out of that swimming pool and give her apology. Alice. Like, Yep. I, oh my god, Al, this is more reason why I was mad Alice wasn't there because Alice definitely should have been the one like, because I sure. feel like she was probably the most transphobic person on the show. I feel like Alice should have been like on her knees apologizing <laughs> to Max. I so, totally I, agree. Yeah. Yeah, I just love seeing Max as a parent. Yeah, I do. I do, Were you sure is there, is Max's first child the one that Max was pregnant with? Is that? Yeah. Okay, yeah. okay. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, yeah, that was great. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just so happy that like I don't. I guess everyone deserves to be happy, but like Max really deserved to be happy. So I'm, I'm glad everything worked out. Me too. Me too. And you know, as somebody, I just got married like a year ah. ago, and you know, my wife and I are discussing, you know, how are we going to build our family? Mm-hmm. So for, you know, queer, we've, we had representation with Bet and Tina and Angie, but this is also great representation yeah. and how like, you know, these, this, these two people and their families and their children have come together and it, it was just so beautiful. Yeah. It has like the aspects of like, not the blended family, um, you know, not just a, it's not just a lesbian family or a gay family. It's a queer family and that like, I like the idea of bringing in like showing what non-binary parents look like. So I'm all for that type of representation. Cause again, like this is still something else that we're not seeing on TV. So it's nice to see that. And it's, it's even, it's really nice too, to see that like Daniel C is like, 
that's the person who gets to do it again and kind of write this time. I'm really excited for that. Um, so yeah, I, I like seeing, we like seeing representation in different forms and I'm glad that this was the couple to talk. That's why I said, I, this is the most I've liked, um, Micah is this pairing. I really like, and I love that they brought them together with this couple. Yeah, me too. Me too. If you're like me and you forget most, if not all, of the digital content you've bought and paid for over the years, and you've always wanted the complete L Word OG series in DVD form, click the link in the description where you'll find the complete series available on Amazon. They have it on sale right now for $45, and you'll also be helping to support the podcast. Back at Dana's, Sophie mentions Shane isn't super faithful and Finn immediately denies it mm -hmm. could be true. Tori, why does Finn have such a hard time believing Shane would cheat on Tess? Like, did she not watch the OG series? Listen, because she has some she has some parenting issues there. She has some <laughs> mommy and daddy issues. And for some reason, like, even though she's had sex with Tess, they've become like her surrogate parents in a way oh yes i feel like she kind of looks at them like as she says later as like the ideal so she she's ready to defend like defend shane to like to death so um it's not surprising that that's how it kind of worked out but it's kind of like girl it's <laughs> it's shane mm -hmm. like, this is not who this is not who you should be looking at as a role model yeah so yeah and honestly this is I'm glad Sophie said something because, like, I'm I'm all for blowing Shane's spot up. Yep, yep. I'm I thought they it. were gonna have Sophie actually, but Shane blew it up all on her. Yeah, own. Shane blew her. Oh, oh my god! Like, bro, Shane, you are you. You should be smoother than this. You've been doing the same shit since your twenties. You would think. and like, come on, girl. She's getting she's getting sloppy with their old age. That's yeah, all because you could see Tessa's silhouette kind of behind her. Don't you feel? I can like feel if my wife is behind me, and I'm like, oh my god! I, I look when we get there. I have a whole, I have a whole okay. issues with that scene. Like, who yes, gets, yes. Yeah. Well, the big question for me of the episode, which like we kind of touched on at the beginning, was Sophie's costume really that bad? It's raining cats and dogs. I mean, I, I know we agree they didn't like really improve it. It wasn't good. <laughs> and it wasn't good for that setting. Like if she was at the if she was at the kid party with the moms, oh that would have killed. Big hit. That would have like been a huge hit. But at a bar, no. That's that was terrible. And then she's she even says like, "Oh, I spent all afternoon." Why? <laughs> There's a spirit on every corner. You could have got something infinitely better for less time and probably cheaper. <laughs> like she had an idea in her head and she's like, oh, I'm doing this and it's going to be epic. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't, like I said, it wasn't, it wasn't horrible that like, that was not the venue for that costume. Do you know, what is Roxy supposed to be? I think a vampire. Oh, that makes sense. I think I saw teeth and she looked really kind of palish. Yeah. But like, okay. Not that Danny did the super mean girls thing and just threw a pair of cat ears. Mm -hmm. Yep. That was totally reminding me of Mean Girls. Yeah, yeah, just like, eh, but even that, as low like as low effort as that is, was still infinitely better than that damn raincoat. <laughs> yeah, the raincoat not, not hot inside a bar. Yeah. And then she gets like the typical yellow thick, like <laughs> you could at least in like a see through kind of thing. Ooh, do they make see through raincoats? 
Oh my god, yeah, they do. Ooh, they awesome. make like see-through ones with like it's it's mostly for kids with like the like it's like a layer of pink. I don't know why I know this. Con- Never mind. Continue. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm gonna have to look into this. That sounds cool. Uh, one more person. Who is Finn supposed to be? I don't know. She looks like some greaser, like from the fifties <laughs> or something. She had a fucking toothpick in her mouth, and she has like slicked back, so it looks like she kind of has side. I don't know. And you know what? I don't like Finley, but I don't like dark hair Finley. Bring back the blonde oh. hair. I see. I feel like a lot of the fans are into the the brunette look. Is this like serious Finley? Is that how we know she's not playful because she's not blonde now? That's what um, I had a hundred percent shipper on earlier on, I think episode one. And she was like, oh, this is the writers telling us along with the green high-waisted panties, like new Finn Finn is in town. Yeah. Yeah. She can't, she is, she cannot continue her sober journey being a carefree (laughs) blonde. No, the brunettes are the serious ones in the bunch. So yeah, it makes complete sense. That's why I go half and half. Sometimes there there you go. There you go. go. (laughs) Should we, okay. Uh, Next, Micah and Maribel finally get their big meeting. Mm-hmm. And it did get a little weird, I thought, when Max and Reese were basically like calling out their relationship and be like, oh, you need therapy. <laughs> I mean, let's be honest, who doesn't need therapy? But mm-hmm. I, I, this is my thing. You went to them for advice. You True. went to them for advice. And it's like, it's about a kid too. So like, I don't want anyone comforting me I want you to tell me the truth. And I mean, who amongst us doesn't have some level of daddy issues? I get it. But the thing is, it's like, it's true. You can't take what I feel like what, um, what's her name? Um, what Reese said was appropriate. She said it about as jokingly as popular. Hey, you got to get rid of that. Cause like it will come back and bite you. And it will. I feel like she was just super defensive. Cause she wasn't it seems like she thought this meeting was going to be all for Micah. Mm-hmm. It was going to be all about the things Micah wants to know and all that. And she's kind of been like, oh, I'm good. I'm going to smash this. So when it got turned on her, she was on like, what, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> well, oh, he's the okay. one that needs help. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I feel like that's what it was. Um, so I, I, I get it. I get it. Like when, you, when you're not expecting judgment and someone gives it to you, but at the same time, it's like, you kind of invited this because you said you wanted to speak about this. And, you know, it's not just Micah who needs to work on some issues before bringing a kid in. And I'm like a pretty blunt person. I appreciate when people are just telling me their honest thoughts. Brutal honesty is the way to go. I mean, I yeah, want- you're, yeah, you can be kind of an asshole, but like, I don't, I don't ever want it said that like you hadn't been told. And that I didn't expressly say how I felt about a situation. So she'll be all right. She's a big girl. Yeah, I will say it's a little hard to get a therapist these days. <laughs> oh my, you know what? I hate how people are like, just like, go to therapy, go to therapy. Therapy's fucking expensive, man. Mm-hmm. It's real. Like I, I got spoiled in the pandemic because like a lot of people were, are, my insurance is doing free therapy. And so oh, I had wow. free, yeah, I had free therapy for almost two years. And they cut that shit off. And I was like, whoa, yeah. do I need therapy? Because <laughs> I was going like every week. I had a full dialogue. I had a plan. Now it's like, okay, I'm just going to hit once a month to like hit the hot topics. <laughs> because like, I'm not paying this much out of pocket just to talk to this broad. So, um, yeah. yeah. And I think for queer people too, sometimes it can be hard to find therapists that are queer friendly. Yeah. The good ones are all taken. <laughs> They're all busy. Oh. 
Oh my gosh. My, the best therapist that I had, because I had to go through a, a few of them, was a, um, a gay a gay Latino dude in Miami. And I cannot, like, I switched insurances and I haven't been able to get to him. Every other one has been like one or two sessions. I'm like, I can't open up to this person. So like finding a therapist, like affording therapy is one thing, but then finding a therapist that is, won't judge you for being gay or queer is one thing. And then feeling comfortable is a whole other thing. So it's not like a one and done situation. Like it takes some time. Yeah. It's like three levels of work. Yeah. I kind of forgot Micah was a therapist. Man, I don't remember anything about Micah because <laughs> Micah's not fun. I mean, we don't remember details about Micah. Yeah. Back at college, Angie runs into her roommate while she's out with the professor. Um, I was thinking like, you know, this storyline, I feel like maybe the show is hinting that this will blow up in their faces. How could the it not? He, he's like, wait, is this, is there something slightly inappropriate about this? Like, I don't know if this is like a, a, a 2020s kind of thing, but whatever happened to like sneaking and, and shame? Because like, I mean, not that shame is a good thing. I want to be very clear. Shame is not good. But shame makes you careful too. You're literally out on campus with your student and you're a professor, like, even if it isn't a group, uh, if it, there's not like a rule against it, which I highly doubt, it would be very much frowned upon. Mm-hmm. Like, why are you here, dude? Like, that's just dumb. And it, the fact that you let like an 18-year-old talk you into doing this does not bode well for me thinking, a lot. like, I don't think very highly of you right now. So, like, again, I can't wait for it to blow up. I hope it blows up fantastic. I hope Bet comes down and screams in his face. I am here for all of it. Yes, I know. They gave us uh, in what was it? One and two. They gave us like cool, calm, collected, you know, evolved bet. I would like to see angry bet back for this storyline. Like, I don't want who wants calm bet. Nobody wants calm (laughs) bet. We want screaming bet. We want, you know, snobby, pretentious bet. That's who bet is. Bet is not a calm person. So like, I I, that's why I said season three. I'm like, "Mm." What uh, what yeah. are you doing? I don't know if they even know what they're doing. No. They can't season three properly. That's the issue. Like, they did this with the original. They're doing it now. They are not good with season threes. Yeah. Tess calls Shane to yell at her. Well, she doesn't really yell at her, but she's just, like, firm. She's like, no, I'm not doing it because a mm-hmm. different nurse showed up. And then, of course, um, they are really showing that this is bothering Shane. Sad girl Shane. Shane's got an ailment, and the only prescription is Ivy. I get it. But (laughs) no. Like, I feel like this is another thing of, like, man, if you're upset, open your damn mouth. You're You're, like, in your 40s now, right? Like, okay, let her know, like, hey, I understand about your mom, but, like, I was really looking forward to this. Don't use this as an excuse to bottle up your emotions and be like, ah, she's doing this to me again. I gotta go fuck Ivy to make myself feel better. It's Halloween, man. I gotta, it's a holiday. It's, she's abandoning me on a holiday. Yeah, I, I gotta do this. It, 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 she literally had zero time to think about it either. She's like, well, fuck it. She, yep. she forced my hand. She forced yep. my hand. Couldn't do anything. It's, I mean, the gays love their Halloween, so she's not going to yeah. not have sex on Halloween. Exactly. But no, Tess could definitely be like, again, it, it seems like she's just 
she's so wrapped up in the mom of it all. And I I can understand that, but like you all, you do have a partner and they both live in the same space. So you have to make time for each person. Expe- again, especially because it is like queer Christmas. You can't just like abandon her on Halloween. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, Shane takes a shot. She walks out to the foggy version of our Shivy hookup sequel. I honestly think these two have so much chemistry. I mean, oh my god, yes. the trail to Tessa side, the, that moment where like Ivy is joking and moving the car seat. Shane just seems so into her. But this goes back to like how we don't want we don't want happy. Um, we don't want calm. Bet. We don't want monogamous Shane. That's not who, like, why is it so bad to, like, admit that Shane is non-monogamous and just move on for it? Because I feel like that's all of her issues is when she tries to get into a monogamous relationship. You are not a monogamous person. That's fine. Um, But no, I feel like her chemistry with Ivy is, like, off. Isn't that, like, a person you'd kind of think Shane would end up with anyway? Yes. Right? Like, and again, like every time they're on the screen, their chemistry is fire. I'm just, I'm watching like, this is wrong. Cheating is bad. This is so bad. And then she leans over the seat and's like, I get it. Yeah. I yeah. get it. Even, a, even looking at a child's car seat, Shane was like, still do not care. Yep. Let's, let's get this popping. So yeah. Like Shane, who's supposed to be kid averse, I guess. Yeah, it's just more turned on with Ivy talking about her kid and stuff. Every like time, that. like that's the thing they, they keep trying to play like Shane doesn't want a kid. Shane wants a fucking kid. She's just like I feel like every time a kid gets involved, she's like, no, no. Even like in season four, I mean season one with uh, Kiar, she's like, no, I don't. And then all of a sudden, she's like, oh yeah, I'm in. Right, I'm totally, I'm totally in. Um, so like I, I feel like Shane, Shana has always been like a caring character. For people she's not trying to fuck <laughs> she's like you know and who's not max she can be very caring to her friends and to like the children are in there but like the moment someone tries to put that girlfriend that monogamous title on there she becomes the worst and i just don't know why she just can't admit that to herself why are the writers not having her explore a polyamorous plot line thank you <laughs> I don't know. Like, let's let's be honest. I've known a few Shanes in my life. They always have like three girlfriends. <laughs> Why are they trying to pretend that Shane is like? And you're you're really telling me it's been a year. And this is the first time Shane has stepped out. I, that's the most unbelievable thing in this whole this whole universe right now. Like, come on. Yeah, she was flirting with the server at the uh, gallery. Ex- that. I would hate to just describe someone, their whole essence is purely as like who they're fucking. But is that not who Shane is? <laughs> yeah, she cut, they, oh, she cuts hair. She owns a bar. Yeah, no one gives a fuck about any of that. They, they, they've made Shane basically a sex object from the beginning. They've made that her personality is mm-hmm. she likes to fuck. She fucks a lot of women. That's who she's always been. So why are you like, pretending in the oh she's growing she's now she's settling down no those two things aren't mutually exclusive you can grow as a person as a business person and still you know live your best whole life <laughs> so, all i want for shane is her to live her best whole life and just 
go bang the ivies of the world that is yes. perfectly fine and fine and if you want like a girl who is home with you find someone who is okay with that lifestyle because they it's shame there are plenty of girls who will be perfectly fine with Hell like yes. <laughs> as long as you're coming you're coming home and you're doing dolly parton's hair to my mom and you just want to go fuck this girl who honestly if you brought her home we could probably all be happy mm-hmm. like yep come on man like do better do better I've never wanted to say amen so hard. Amen to that. Well, speaking of Dolly Parton, a.k.a. Tessa's mom, we get this kind of brutal scene where Tess and her are arguing. And Mm -hmm. I I, I actually don't know who who was playing her mom, but I thought this actor did a really good job of Mm -hmm. how somebody with dementia, they're great. And all of a sudden, it's like, no, we're not good. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's um as as like daughters, we have a certain connection, especially to our moms, that we want to take care of them. It's kind of like, especially when they're hurt, they're sad, especially as the in as they're aging, we kind of feel like it's our role to um to step up. I feel that's kind of how Tess is. She's like, hey, this is my mom. She's accepted me for all this stuff. I have to be there for her. But it's kind of like is this what's best for her mom or is this because Tess feels like this is what's best for her mom? And honestly, it's hard taking care of someone who has dementia. She probably would be better in a nursing home, but like there's a, there's a whole guilt associated with that. So I I can understand why, why she feels the way, but yeah, that was, that was pretty brutal. Yeah. You mentioned the nursing home. That caught me by surprise that that at the end of that scene, her mom is like, "Put I want to go in a nursing home. Put me yeah. in a nursing home. Yeah. Because so she probably doesn't want to. And, you know, there's a whole thing about, like, feeling like a burden. So there's probably, like, a whole other whole other psychology to it that her mom's going through. But also it's like, she, she probably just doesn't want to be there right now. Like, her whole life is that room and her daughter in shame, mm. you know? Um, so I don't really blame her for kind of being like, all right, we tried this. Can you take me to the place now? Like this is cool, but I'm good. Like mm-hmm. I'm I don't I don't want to do this. And also like Tess is not trained to do the things that she wants to do for her mom. Like I think too often we we think that like oh someone's ailing, I can take care of them. Like can you really? Cuz yeah. people train years for this and you might be making it worse. No, I mean Tess looks like she weighs like maybe 125 pounds. A like a gust of wind could take her away <laughs> at yeah. any given time. And she's tall too. So mm-hmm. just just send her flailing like a tube person. <laughs> so yeah, no, she does not need to be trying to lift anyone out of anything. Well, back at the bar, Sophie sneaks up on Finley and she is trying to you know, be flirty, be fun. Mm-hmm. We kind of learn later in this scene that like they have not been having sex. Yeah. Um, and then Finn like really just comes for Sophie and is like, you have a pattern of cheating. It reminded me of that phrase. Like people always say once a cheater, always a cheater. Yeah. Kind of. Ha- yeah. <sighs> people can change, but I, I, and I cannot, Words don't express how much it hurts me to say this phrase, but Finley's kind of right here. Okay. Like Sophie does have a pattern of like her previous relationship. She got with Finley from cheating on her with Danny. She got with Danny from cheating on the previous relationship. I know that's not everything, but 
they mentioned that she did have she did hook up with someone where Finley was away, whether they were on break or not. Eh. Mm-hmm. So like I understand that whole logic of like, hey, you you have tendencies that you know you're talking about Shane, but like I mean, you you you're kind of you're not your hands aren't completely clean in the situation. But I feel like again, that's a that's a conversation they they probably should have been had at this point. So, but I mean, she's been in rehab, so I guess there wasn't really a time they, they, yeah. That's so. probably why they don't recommend being in a serious relationship. Yeah. Close to rehab. Exactly. And probably not with the girl who stopped your wedding. You know, these aren't, these, they did not have a solid um, starting foundation. Yeah. I so. was going to ask, do you think it's possible to ever fully trust somebody that you got with while they were in another relationship? I, I have friends who have. Okay. Me personally, no. Mm-hmm, I same. am a serial monogamist, which again is why I'm so sad that my whole season went south so quickly. <laughs> I was really waiting for that. Um, but so, so for me, there are a few things that like piss me off more than cheating because at the end of the day, you can just say, yeah, no, I'm done here. I know it's not that easy, but like at the end of the day, like you don't have to cheat on someone. It's a choice to do. Um, and at the very, and at the very, very, very least, you don't have to hide cheating from someone. It's something you choose to do. And Sophie's chose to do that quite a lot. So, um, I don't know if I would be able to trust someone like that. Cause I feel like once, uh, uh, once that core foundation of like, am I afraid to leave you alone with our friends is broken, because I remember, like, she didn't just cheat on some random, she just lives with some random girl. Like, this Finley and Finley, Sophie, Dan, like, they lived together. They were, like, best friends. And then this affair happened. Like, I don't know about that. Again, which is why Dan, why Danny is friends with these people. Close <laughs> my fucking mind. I yeah. don't get it. Yeah, me too. And also, the, just the person that they showed us from the first couple of seasons. No, like Danny yeah. was so afraid that Sophie was going to cheat. Like they showed us them having those kind of conversations. So. Exactly. Yeah, she had so many concerns with their relationship, and I don't, I, I do not understand. Well, the show seems to be trying to tell us that it is possible for people to turn a new leaf because we sort of immediately see Sophie turn down the hot girl at the bar who asked her out. That was so fake. That was so trash. (laughs) It's like, no, I have a girlfriend. Yeah, because you had a conversation two minutes ago. Let this same girl hit on her after she's like four or five more shots in. Like when she's been brewing in the corner, upset, rethinking everything. Would she still make the same choice? Mm, uh, I, mean, I, I get what they're get really what they're trying, trying to do. Yeah. What What are they trying to do? They're really trying to make them the couple. I feel like they really want us to be like, like I feel like most of the season has been like, so the first couple episodes has been like Finley's redemption arc. Like, oh, look at how, like, look what she's doing. And now it's like her and Sophie, like, oh, they're, look how they're, Look at them at brunch with Danny. Isn't this great? Like, they're such a cute <laughs> couple together. I'm not here for it. I won't be here for it. So I feel like they're, because even the the original, like, we had Bet and Tina's, like, that was that core couple. We had a couple other ones that would float in for a couple seasons at a time. But, you know, we always had a core couple to come back to. 
So I don't think they'll ever put Danny and Sophie back together. So who else is that core couple that we're going to look at besides Finley and Sophie? Micah and Maribel? <laughs> I mean, yeah, but they got together last season. Yeah, yeah. Like they they sprinkled the beginnings of this in season one. So that's the only reason why I feel like that's what they're trying to do. But like, and plus Micah and Maribel are too boring. Mm-hmm. They're about to have a fucking kid. They're settling down. They don't want that. They want the people who are out at Dana's, you know, showing yeah. up in in raincoats. <laughs> Have you seen the promo shots for this season? A lot of fans have been talking about online where Danny and Finley are like making out. If they do, I will. (laughs) I will unsubscribe to to Showtime so damn quick. That's, that almost seems incestuous, right? Like, I don't want to, that's. Yeah, that's too far, even for this show. Man, like, yeah, no, I really hope they don't go there. Even like they had the one promo of like, um, was it like Alice and Shane looking like they're about to kiss? Like, yeah, oh, why that's incestuous. You, I don't like it. Make it stop. That's no. all I could think of when I see the pictures. Like, please be, please just be doing a joke because that is a <laughs> that's a weird combo that I don't ever want to see. No, yeah, no, let's hope you. so. It's never as easy as it should be to find L Word merch. And right now on Amazon, you can purchase a You're Looking Very Shane Today white t-shirt complete with a black and white image of OG Shane. Click the link in the description to purchase the shirt for $21.99. And if you use the link in the description, it helps support the podcast. Out in Fog Alley, Finley totally busts Shane and Ivy seems like they could have parked in a different alley maybe all right i have several things one don't you love how ivy like cleans the mirror off behind her so that finley can like apparently her eyes have zoom and focus Mm -hmm. can zoom in and see distinctly shane's face and that fucking hair (laughs) also why is the car still on this is bothering me the car was still on wait you would turn the car off yeah well it's la yeah so to it's me not. it's like okay i'm thinking like all right put yourself in the mind of a cheater i'm shane right now okay i am outside my bar people know who i am and i am cheating on my sig- my well-beloved significant other turn the lights off so you have yes. at least like so, so people can't see you at least a little bit but no we're gonna keep the car rolling <laughs> we're gonna make sure we clean the smog off so we can get a good look at me and they're like turning the the lights on at the at the ceiling like oh make my sure God. everybody can see make this sure, make sure you can see and it's like it looks like finley just like walked directly out and then she could see them so like it anyone can like it's a bar anyone could stumble out that bitch and just see shane and ivy fucking in the back room like you could have been like you could have done a little bit better again this is why i say shane you've been doing this for like two decades now you want to get caught you want to get caught I think that's a good point because they also do it at out on set on Alice's show last episode. Like anybody could catch, like Tess basically almost busts them there. She, you want to get caught. That's my only thing I can think of. They wanted to get caught. She had to. She's not that dumb. Like Shane is better at cheating than this. <laughs> she, she I, have, I have to believe that Shane is a better cheater than this. This is some, <laughs> this is some rookie amateur hour shit she's trying to throw at us. And I just do not believe it. Well, uh, we're not the only ones who are like, I roll. Finley does not hold back when it comes to Shane in the office. She just lets her have it. 
Yeah, I I loved every moment. Again, I've never liked Finley more than this episode, than this little <laughs> this little chunk, just this period. But like, on one end, like Shane did not ask to be your role model. Mm-hmm. I feel like you can't if you put expectations on people that they did not ask for. It's not their fault when they fall short of them. But I also I also definitely know what it's like to like truly believe in someone. And they just let you down so fundamentally. Like just, they just crush your soul. But yeah, she up- says, uh, I looked up to you and you're a real fucking disappointment. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of rich coming from Finley also. <laughs> With the wedding stuff from last season. Yeah, like, Kristen in the hall, Finley is going to tell me how I'm a disappointment. DUIs, yeah. 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 <laughs> So, like, um, I think it, it definitely came from a point of, like, hey, man, I really, we had our, you know, hit and shit bonding moment. And, like, you, I've looked up to you for so long. And, like, you and Tess have this great relationship that I want to mirror. And, I mean, she got let down. But this is why people are people. You cannot put them on pedestals. They will, even if without trying, they will disappoint you because everyone has flaws. And Shane is maybe the most flawed individual on this fucking show, besides Finley, maybe. So it's like <laughs> that is that is not your role model to be looking up to. You set she set herself up for failure. Oh, completely, completely. Good point. Back at Danny's place, she is trying to hook up with Roxy, but something like just isn't working. And that yeah. something is Gigi. Of course it is, because she's a fucking goddess. I <laughs> you mean... Don't, you don't just get over Gigi. I was just going to ask you, how long does it take to get over a woman like Gigi? Okay, so they were together for, what, like a year? A couple months before then? So yeah, over a year. A, um, At least five years. That sounds about... <laughs> that sounds about right. <laughs> that sounds about right. <laughs> five years <laughs> yeah. i mean like i feel like if you're similar to me like i was i'm so i was so taken aback and pissed off about the um the handling of gg of I course i would of course i'm with you on that you will never n- no one will ever tell me that like her and nat were actually the secret love that we're gonna get back together i don't buy that <laughs> for a fucking second it seemed it, it seemed like everyone fucking hated gg but danny like everyone was a kind of mean to Gigi. Yeah. So like I don't I don't buy this for a second that they like, oh, when I got in the crash, I closed my eyes and I saw you know the fuck you didn't. <laughs> you did not. You probably saw her with your kids, but you didn't see her in like some angelic glow saying, like, this is the no. You got hit. You just experienced the trauma. You can't trust that shit. And now you're drugged. Calm down. Um yeah. <laughs> and that was supposed to have like chosen Alice, you know? Exactly. It, y'all tried this before. You it, wasn't that the whole reason why Alice got upset is because like they had this moment of like um, reconciliation about like the past, and they had this like really they're like, hey, no, we're good now. So you're trying to tell me that actually she's been harboring these feelings for Gigi for all this for this full year, and now she's like, actually, I want you back, and also really fucking sus that she kisses her in the ambulance when she's like. Got a damn yeah. neck brace. Didn't like it. Little, um, a little, because like Gigi's like just been a little traumatized. Yeah, so Gigi's just sitting there. And she's like, 
what is she supposed to do? And like she goes and she doubles back. Mm-hmm. Like the first one, I was like, oh yeah, I can get it. And then she's like, oh, look into your eyes, kiss you again. And meanwhile, Gigi's like, <laughs> what is she supposed to do? It, it, oh. it was awkward. But um, yeah, no, I kind of I kind of like this because I don't like the portrayal of Danny as like this robot who doesn't have feelings and emotion. And sometimes like little things have like um my girlfriend calls them strongholds how little stuff that's left around you can get like emotionally attached to it and you don't even realize it and like just that earring was like oh fuck i left like gigi's gone and she just has her breakdown moment and she's crying but that's very realistic i feel like that's how like my failed hookup has gone it's like yeah let's do this and i remember something like actually i do not think i can continue this Please put your shirt back on, woman. I need to go home now. Um, much apologies. So, um, oh yeah, I feel like that was realistic, and I like that. I, I do like that. Roxy was kind of like, "Oh, okay, no problem. Like, come here, let me hug you, let me comfort you." That was really sweet. Yeah. Do you think we're gonna get to see Roxy again? I don't want her with Danny. I mean, <laughs> I, get, I get that people can like aren't supposed to, you know, some people or some relationships are only there for a season, but I will die on the hill that Gigi and Danny are supposed to be together. Um, that was supposed to be our core couple. But um, I do kind of like, it seems like they've been friends for a while and it, how it kind of got played is maybe Roxy has always had a thing for Danny. And like, just now it's kind of coming to like, it's been slowly building to like, now this would have been their first hookup. And now it's kind of like, you know, you know, heal that heart and I'm gonna be here. I kind I, I, I'm not mad at it. I don't dislike Roxy. She seems great. She's not Gigi. Right, right. <laughs> nobody, Danny as a character is kind of screwed because nobody's yep. going to compare to Gigi. Yeah. It's it's weird because like I didn't, I, I, I didn't really care for Danny for the first half of the first season. Um, I started to come around toward the end. And then the cheating scandal <laughs> happens at her wedding. Season two, I really started to like Danny. And then now it's kind of like, I kind of hate that everything's been tied to her relationships as well, because now they're trying to find, it's kind of like how after Alice and Dana stopped, you're kind of like, okay, so where, who's Alice gonna get with? And I love Tasha too. Like I was team Tasha for a while. I love me some fucking Tasha. But like, there was a while where we were like, is this gonna work out with Tasha? And she was fucking what Phyllis at the time. There was like a lot of weird stuff that went on before she settled. I feel like there's going to be a lot of weird stuff until they find somewhere else for Danny. Cause she's had like two big loves in mm. two seasons. So that's going to be, that's, that's a lot. Yeah. She yeah. needs a whole season. Yeah. I think that's what we're going to see in the next yeah. few episodes, which will be I, fun. My perfect world. She has her whole season for like, two to three episodes and Gigi just like comes bursting through the door but like baby I was wrong <laughs> like that's in the in the perfect wow. world that's that's what I'm that would be amazing my finale she opens that door and it's like Gigi on her knees like that's oh. that's where I'm trying to get to god if only yes back at the bar Shane runs into Max and yeah. it was a pretty funny reunion with max like basically calling her out without realizing it oh my god it's like hey so are you are you still shane <laughs> and you this still is be a what, chain 
And this is what gets me is like, clearly Shane has issues with being Shane. She's like, (laughs) literally, literally just, just wiped her hands off on her pants from seeing Ivy. She comes in there like, I got a girl. She's great. I got a girl. (laughs) Yeah, she's great. And you, I feel like Max kind of knows, like, you're bullshitting me. Yes. Like, I, I live with you. I, I, no, you're not. But like you said, I'm glad that there was even, even though I don't think it was, I feel like Alex really should have been the one to give that apology. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's kind of a cop out to give it to Shane because I feel like Shane's always the one who, if feelings were hurt, she would be the one to be like, my bad. Mm-hmm. I would have liked it a lot more if it would have came from Alice. But I'm glad that. I'm glad that there was at least an attempt to be like, hey, it was wrong. We did treat you really bad back then. And I think that's a part of growing up too. We realize that certain things, like I don't think it was appropriate. It was fun. As a teenager, I was like, they don't, they're mean to Max, right? Like this isn't good. Like I realized that mm-hmm. trying to rewatch, I was like, God, they were fucking terrible. It's they almost fucking, unwatchable when they're so it, horrible to Max. It re- like see like I, I keep saying season three was bad, but like man, it was really rough trying to watch season three and four. Like actually, just all of the rest of it. It the whole shit's a bad. It's not a great rewatch, but um, especially anything that has to do with like trans characters or like um non like even like even though they don't say non-binary, but like the non-binary type characters mm-hmm. they don't do great with it they really don't do great with it so yep. it's kind of <sighs> not great but again i'm glad to see i'm glad to see max come back in like a joyful way i'm glad that you know they had that little moment of she's like um it's like how are you doing and max is like got four kids like, oh shit what like <laughs> You're like an adult. If you notice, like Max is the only one who completely is like, you know what? Fuck this group. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go live my life. And they're still kind of in this web where have any of them really changed that much? No. I mean, Mm -hmm. I think the show is trying to show us that like Alice is still just like doing her dating around thing. Shane's still cheating. Bet and Tina are still betting Tina in. (laughs) Like, let me ask you: Are you a Bet and Tina person? I'm not a Tibbeter. Okay, I'm. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. I, I'm okay. I'm, I'm, I'm like happy to see them after everything that's happened the three seasons. I will be happy to see them, you know, uh, come together. Okay. Well, I'm not, and this is why. (laughs) (laughs) I. They've always had, like, I'm not here for, like, glorifying toxic relationships, which I know is bad. Is not the point of this show. <laughs> yes. I'm sorry. My girlfriend just walked in. I was like, yes. Um, yeah, that is not. I don't. I, I never particularly cared for them as a couple. Yes, when I was younger, I did. But, like, now, especially because Tina had Carrie. And I really loved Carrie. Yeah. I did, I, too. I even liked um, was it Pippa with with Bet? Bet. I thought they they both had what they wanted, and I I thought those two relationships were really good. But like, oh no, we have history. Let's throw yeah. them back. I don't I don't believe that they were like this epic great love that they couldn't just. 
I feel like if there was never a show, they never would have gotten back together. They would have been blissfully alone doing their same shit. But um, well, doesn't the show in season six kind of imply that they're back together? Yeah, like weren't they going? Weren't they like selling their house and moving yeah. to New York or something like that? I think so. Yeah, but I, I had think. To... Go ahead. I was gonna say I think because Laurel Holloman is like just an artist now for the most part, mm-hmm. and just. I supposedly came back as a favor to Jennifer Beals. Mm-hmm. I think like the show was in a little bit of a tough spot. And I yeah. also think the show wants to cater to, you know, they are the most popular couple on the show. They yeah. are huge fans. Yeah. Yeah, even though it's not for me, like it's the thing, like it, it was like a fucking holiday for people when they got them <laughs> back together. People were so stoked. And even like, is it season, season five when they're like, in that like weird looking club and they finally kiss mm-hmm. after all this time of bet being with Jody. I popped for it. I didn't even yeah. like them together. But I was like, <laughs> that was a great scene. Was, even though again, cheating, I was like, Oh shit. They're back. It was like, yeah. you know, mom and mom are back together. So everyone mm-hmm. was happy about it, but um, no, I'm not here for them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, I know they're going to have Pippa come back at some point, And so I'm really curious about yeah. how that's going to go. I loved Pippa. Me too. I didn't want her with, I feel like she was, she could have done better than Bet. I feel like she could have like, I understand why they put, put her with Bet. I was fine with them as a couple because it makes sense. But I also thought that like, she was a little too cool for Bet. Yeah. Like Bet was, Bet was like, like a fan. <laughs> yeah. She was fangirling out for that whole, yep. like even when she was Gigi at that point, they were, she was talking about, she was a little like waxing on poetically about Pippa in this yeah. weird way. Um, yeah, she was too cool. She was like, it was, that was like, I don't know. She was like really nerding out over Pippa and Pippa just seemed like a much more free spirit. Yeah, that's a good point. Back at Sophie, Finn, Micah, and Maribel's place, we have a sister-sister moment where mm-hmm. Sophie asks Maribel if she's like their father. Tori, are all lesbians like their dad? Because <laughs> I'm a oh. carbon copy of my dad. <laughs> Look, I don't even like my dad, and I, unfortunately, <laughs> I think that might be true. Oh, no! It's I terrible. know. It sucks. I actively work hard not to do it. Same. I feel like in some regards, yes, but I feel like just because it's a negative trait, it doesn't necessarily have to be. That's why she's like her dad. You can be a terrible fucking person all on your own without your dad's influence, <laughs> you know? Like, I feel like maybe some of those early on memories, now she's associated with it, like a parental figure did this. So, I mean, how bad can it be kind of thing? Like, it's I've seen someone else do it. But at the same time, it's like, at a certain point, you can't blame mom and dad for the choices that you make. And you decided to fuck Finley. <laughs> you made that choice. So um, I, I like their little heart to heart moment. But like, again, daddy issues rear their ugly head again. That's basically what their whole storyline is time is daddy issues. So, I mean, yeah, like I said, she has a pattern of cheating. It's there. Like, it's oh, acknowledge it and just stop. Should uh, we discuss Shane? Like, why haven't haven't they made Shane and, you know, non-monogamous? What, what about Sophie? Should Sophie consider like polyamory? I don't know. If, I don't know if 
Sophie is truly non-monogamous or she's just like, like she said, not make a mistake, but she does stupid shit. I feel like she's, um, she definitely could benefit from therapy. Let me just throw that out there. I feel like she's a, once she's ignored or once she feels like a certain relationship isn't feeding her, she starts seeking the next relationship to fill that void. So like once when Danny was too busy working and all of that stuff, she's first, she like started hanging out with Finley more just as a, Hey, this is someone who's showing me attention and all that. And then it went sexual. So I feel like she's just like, she's, I don't want to say like leeching, but she's like slithering from relationship to relationship. So it seems like she's might be a serial monogamous who just refuses to settle in one relationship, if that makes sense. Hmm. Yeah. Ooh, the way you said slither. Oof. Yeah. Like that's, it's kind of like, she's just in, like, she's like, I'm done here, but let's go right back into something for multiple years um, with a little bit of lap over in between. Right. Well, I'm excited to see, it looks like from the trailer, we're going to get to see uh, Dre. So maybe mm-hmm. that'll bring some drama and who knows. I'm here for it. Well, of course, the big fireworks ending to the episode involves two things. Uh, the first thing made me sad, which was Shane essentially ending things with Ivy. After she gave her those beautiful pair of scissors. I know, I know. Which, come on, you're going to give her a pair of scissors right before you have car sex? That's that was the, hilarious. It's the gayest thing they possibly could have done. Embroidered scissors. Embroidered, Are you kidding me? Embroidered scissors and then be like, you owe me a fucking haircut. <laughs> now take your pants off. Like, wait, what is... Okay, sure. Uh, couldn't have been gayer if she gave her a sword. Literally. Literally. <laughs> And Shane's just like, oh, look at these. Like, yeah. (laughs) The second thing uh, that happens is, of course, Tess is standing behind Shane. We don't know how long, but long enough to get the gist of what's going on. Shane's better at cheating than this. This is what I mean. Like, even if, even if Tess never showed up, you're going to break up with the person you just fucked in front of your own bar? Right? How many friends, and even though we keep saying this, it's only this like core group, like, you know Shane has other people like, <laughs> who know Tess. Even, it's Tess's bar too. Tess knows people there. Go somewhere else. Like, it's bad cheating. If you're going to cheat, at least be a good one. Don't be like, this, this is just dumb cheating. Well, they got to have Shane be terrible at cheating so that we can have Tess throw the cocktail in her face or the drink, sorry, or maybe it was water because I don't think Tess is sober, right? (laughs) Or maybe she she just picks up a random. Yeah, she just picked something up and did it. I mean, bravo to her because, like, I would have been much worse. Ooh, what would you (laughs) have done? Oh, we would have had, like, I'm, like, I'm a pretty chill and mellow person. But I also know how to cause a scene. We would have had a scene. We would have, <laughs> de- especially like think about it, like she's just coming back from that stress and trauma from dealing with her mom. She's coming to find her partner. She seek comfort, and she literally like, okay, this is this is gonna sound the best, but like it's bad enough to be cheated on. But then you see who she cheated on you with. <sighs> Your own, because like, did it wasn't Tess involved in? Oh no, Alice hooked Ivy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Alice acts. So like, you're looking at her. You're like, 
Really, man? Yeah, no. We, I would have been raging. I would have been like, are you kidding me? I would have like taken my arm and just ran along the bar and just like destroyed oh, all the yeah. alcohol. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm creeping. I'm uh, when they're talking, I'm like, do, 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 do. Hey, who's this? <laughs> what are we, what are we stopping? What are we stopping? I want to know. Don't you think in today's day, somebody just would have been filming it and then they would have destroyed her, like put because, it online. Because like Shane's like a pseudo celebrity in this gay world, right? Like yep. someone, someone, again, someone saw them in the alley <laughs> besides Finley <laughs> and someone sees what's going on here. So it's just like, come on, come on. Just not good. The question is, will Tess forgive Shane? Probably. They have so much together. Yeah. I, look, once there's like, it's one thing to break up with someone. Totally speaking from experience here. It's one thing to break up with someone when you don't have any financial ties. It is a whole other thing to attempt to break up or think you're going to break up with someone when you have so much outside tied to it. Because it's not that simple. Like, especially it's like a, if it's, this isn't a, I've fallen out of love with this person. Like, oh, this person betrayed me. And I'm pretty sure this person still loves me. We still love each other. There's this betrayal on top of we own a lot of stuff together. Like we, we, we are business owners together. So I feel like she'll ice her out for a little bit, but then she'll forgive her. I agree. I think they're going to have them yeah. stay together. Yeah. Wait, did we talk about the Alice in Paler movie? Oh, yes. Okay. Let's, let's get to that. What? First of all, I found it really unbelievable that that noise that was supposed to be scaring the crap out of them came from like a little pumpkin thing. Thank you. And, <laughs> and can I just say like, okay, as like a black person watching this show, there are a lot of times where I'm watching like, hmm, that's some white people shit. <laughs> <laughs> Taylor, is that her name? Taylor going yes. outside to investigate the noise <laughs> on Halloween night in the dark was the peak that's white people shit I've ever seen in this seat, like this season. I'm like, she's like, she's like, fuck it, I'm gonna go. No, no. go to bed. Just ignore it. <laughs> it's nothing. Do anything but go outside. I'm literally watching this other British show, uh, procedural, where same thing. Three white girls in a glass house in the middle of nowhere. Here's a gunshot, and the girl who's like 22 goes out to investigate. Like, I'm like, what are you doing? That has nothing. That is not your concern. That does not concern you. See, this is what happens. Stop being nosy and you probably live longer. Like, leave it alone. So when I saw her, like, I'm going to go check it out. And even Alice is like, wait, what? No, let's not do that. So yeah. that was kind of. And then it's like, oh, it's just a pumpkin. Ha ha ha. No, you could have died. <laughs> Who goes outside on Halloween anyway? Like, that's not a safe time. In L.A.? no no do you what do you think about the two of them together do you think they have chemistry no (laughs) no i don't i feel like they got her as a guest and like we gotta put her with somebody and alice i want tom back well donald Faison's coming back for at least an episode so so like that that whole thing made me back i have not rooted for a man on the l word so hard in my life i love tom i love tom and alice but i feel like you know it's alice they couldn't kind of leave her with the dude for too long but i after the whole debacle with um 
what is Gigi's ex? I'm already like, I'm, oh, that's Nat. how, yeah, Nat, that's how non-memorable that has been. Like after the whole Nat thing went apart, I feel like they were just trying to find someone else to throw her with. They got this great guest star. Like, okay, let's put her with Alice. Cause they'll be cute and funny and blonde together. And, um, yep. They're kind of similar almost. Yeah. I don't, I don't see it being more than what it is like a, um, a multi-week infatuation that eventually fizzles out. Yeah. My wife loves them together, but I think it's just because she likes Joey Lauren Adams, but I agree with you. No chemistry. None. She should have picked the middle person on the, when they were doing the dating game. (laughs) Absolutely. Like it, yeah, they they don't re I'm just not feeling it like at all. Yeah. I think you're right. I wonder because people like joke about online that Kehlani just watched a bunch of L word and was like, I'll come on the show. If you hook me up with Shane, I don't know if that happened. I but bet. That, I mean, and she probably did. And, and, you think? And what are they going to say? No, nope. They're going to say yes. Cause it's Kehlani. Honestly, those two in these few episodes have had some of the Maybe besides Danny and Gigi, they've probably had the best chemistry of Agreed. any pairing. So if I had it my way, I would try to get her. I'm pulling the test, just blowing her. Like do a, um, like how they did it in the OG thing. Burn down the bar. <laughs> test, just get angry. Burn that shit down like they did wax in the OG. And then just fade away. Go live with your mom somewhere. Oh, and bring no. Kehlani. Or at least yes. put, or put Tess with someone else. I feel like they had when they started this season, they had all of these great characters. They had all these new characters. And now they're getting so many good guest stars. They're kind of shooting themselves in the foot because they don't know, you know, when it first started, like these are all blank canvases. They just, they could put people together a little bit more freely now they're trying to make sure, like, oh, we got Rosie O'Donnell. Who are we going to put her with? Let's put her with Tina. But even though we know that Ben and Tina are going to end up together, so let's just mm-hmm. ruin that. And I feel like they're kind of just working with whatever they have to try to make sure everyone gets in there without any, like like you said, no long-term planning. Yeah, anything on, like, for, like, one dramatic scene, basically. That is completely it. And, hey, got a drink to the face. It was <laughs> That's literally what all this is building up to, is that drink in, that drink in the face. Yep, Which, and they put it in the trailer, and everybody's yep. been talking about it. Yep, exactly, exactly. So, we've had two episodes now without Ben and Tina. Mm-hmm. Is this season gonna make it without them and Gigi, like through the middle of the season? <laughs> okay, so, so it depends on like who 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 is this for? Like, who is the L word Gen Q for? Is it really for whatever they think Gen Q is? Or is it for the old, is it for the OG people wanting to get back into this world? So for me, as like an OG person, I'm not, I'm not really invested in any of these characters. The only character I was invested in was Gigi. I know. Um, the only reason I was invested in Danny was Gigi. So I'll like, yep. I'll like watch it, but I'll, sometimes I like skim through and I'm like, oh, okay, here they go again. <laughs> Oh, Finley. How <laughs> awesome. Like, so it's like none of them really like are like biting me. Like I have to tune in. Like I remember like when this show first came out, I was literally like I'd watch a season, I'd watch an episode and I would just be biting, waiting for that name. I would watch the trailer multiple times that week 
Or sometimes mm-hmm. I'd wait to watch an episode so it'd be less days until the next episode would come out. Wow. This one is kind of like, oh shit, did that come on? Yeah, <laughs> let me um, let me see what's let's see what this episode's about. Or I work night shifts, so like I'll be like in the middle of the night, like two o'clock. Like, oh yeah, that's cool. There's a new episode of that on. Fuck, I got an hour to burn. Let's watch that. So um, that's so accurate. Like the OG show had this like spark. Mm-hmm. that Gen Q, probably because of the reasons you said, like the Gen Q characters aren't as... Uh, it, it's also the writing, too. Yeah, it's fucking terrible. But yeah, but all, it's... Oh, what I was saying is like, also like you had with season one, it's like whenever they introduced a new character, it was a new character. You know, you had time to, you know, adjust and acclimate to that person. They might introduce two characters over one season, you know? Mm-hmm. Now it's just, it's just so much newness. Now they have all these guest stars and they're trying to put them in roles. It's just so much. It's like, okay, who am I supposed to be focusing on? Like you said, yep. who's the core, who's the core couple? Literally, they, don't they, made, they don't have a core couple. So it's like you don't know who who you're supposed to be watching. Who's the core like person? Like before it was like firmly bet. Like bet was the person who you were watching and everything was their connection to bet and Tina. That was where it was. Now bet's gone is the core. The core friend group is now the Danny, Sophie, Finley, Micah thing. But like who there are we really invested in? Like who we would really like, we're going to, we're going to ride or die for this individual, no matter what they do. Like how people did for Shane, bet or Alice, not really any of them. No, and it's not believable because of the cheating and they've all been with each other. And And then the age gap of like, why is Alice hanging out with these young ass kids? (laughs) You're like a pseudo, like you said, you're a pseudo, you own your own, you have a talk show. Why are you hanging out with them? That's not realistic. Shane, why are you hanging out with Finley? She's your employee. Like you don't really, you don't really want to hang out with her. So like, I don't think even the original group of people that they put together, I don't really think they would be friends in a real world. So the fact that all of them, or at least some of them maintained that friendship for as long as they did, this new group of people have come in and they've created this bigger little bubble. I find it's, I mean, it's TV. So of course it's unrealistic, but like, I just don't, I'm not buying it. Same. I don't know that like any, you know, outside of some minority opinions, I don't know that anybody buys this like, oh, we're all this big bubble. Uh, but you're right. They kind of have to do that because like we have no core couple. <laughs> you, know? There's no, you have to you have to have like um, like I used to watch Grey's Anatomy. You had to have your Meredith and Derek. Yeah. Now there's no, Derek's fucking dead. And that show's just been floating around for a while. You know, like if you, yeah, oh my God, it's never dying. So if you (laughs) don't have a core couple or a core person you're supposed to be rooting for that no matter where they go, they get back together, who are you going to root for? So like, if we think about how they set it up in season one, if we're doing the mirror to, you know, the first one, it would be Danny and Sophie. But I feel like they burned that so bad. I don't know anyone who would be happy with Danny and Sophie getting back together. No, nobody wants that. Oh God, Ex- don't do that. Exactly. <laughs> so I'm like, cause yeah, even though like Tina found out about the cheating and it was this big dramatic scene, like I feel like even, I mean, it was a fucking wedding, man. That's much worse. I don't think you come back from that. 
That's like traumatic. Your wedding day. It's very, literally before you say I do, this. (laughs) (laughs) Ripped jeans. (laughs) Why does she keep wearing these fucking jean shorts? It kills me. It fucking kills me. These fucking jean shorts. Um, And these boy tees. And it's just like. I get her style. I get what she's going for. But I find that particular brand of lesbianism the most obnoxious, annoying one possible. And she just, she plays it way too well. Because it's like one of those things where now when I see her anywhere else, any like, any other role, it's like fucking Finley, huh? Oh! Yeah. She, it's you gotten to, uh, it's gotten to that ja- level. So Jacqueline Tabani can, like, she's just going to be Finley. typecasted now. <laughs> I don't, I don't know, but like in my mind, she is. It's just like every time I see her, it's like fucking Finley, man. <laughs> I can't, I can't. Even when they like have her like dress up in like on uh, um and like red carpets, like oh look at Finley, they're trying to be fancy. That's literally all I can see. <laughs> I know it's wrong. <laughs> like no. I'm aware it's a whole other. Like this is not the character, but she plays that role a little too well. Down to I was going to say that's voice. a good sign if you can't separate them that she's like really doing that yeah. character. Yeah, just. Ugh. No. No. Well, Tori, uh, any other thoughts on episode four? Um, let me think. All I got to say is this is like yay, Max. But like, I know that I'm, I'm pretty sure Max won't be around for it doesn't seem like more it. episodes. But like, Max is the role model <laughs> that Finley needs. Actually, even I think they kind of played it where like Carrie kind of mm-hmm. could be like a yeah. role that is a role model to look for. Shane is not a role model. That nope. is the, I feel like that is the thing we need to take away from this. Stop counting on Shane. <laughs> <laughs> she will let you down. Just stop. <laughs> it's like, it's been three seasons. Has Shane cheated on somebody in every season? Well, did she cheat on anybody in season two? Oh, wait a minute. Let me see. What was season two? Who she was? And I don't think she cheated on season one because she like wasn't with anyone in season no, one. no she? she no she just fucked tess's girlfriend right. so, okay one. that is involved in cheating you're right oh wow oh how does tess like not thank again this like man again like i'm a small town gay so there's only a few of us so i don't have to deal with this tangled web but like how can all of you have seen each other naked and fucked each other and y'all are just friendly as shit with each other had long-term relationships had true heartbreaks and all this and you're like let's have a drink at dana's <laughs> i don't get it i don't get it i don't well, actually tori i would think if you're in a small town you have you are like forced to just continue to date and be friends with the same people no it's even better because you can just ignore them because okay. like it's there's there's other people here so i've i've purposely never dated within my town for oh. a reason yeah <laughs> Because I know what's here, and I don't want any part of that drama. No, thank you. I will That's go, a tactic. Uh, yeah, go out of town. That way, once you break up with that person, it's it's very easy. Just pretend they don't exist. <laughs> I, I'm a, like, once we break up, you're basically dead to me. I know nothing of your past. I, you could truly be dead, and I would not know. <laughs> So like that's how I and that's how I like it because I don't want to see you prospering after me. <laughs> I'm supposed to be the pinnacle. Wait, Tori, I'm the same way, but like I feel like 
gays are known for like, oh no, um, my kid's godparents is my ex. Like, you know, we all live together. I feel like that's the stereotype. Not the fuck with me. It would <laughs> never. It would never. It's like I purposely, like very purposely, like also I'm also very obnoxious to people who have shown interest to me in the past, but that's a whole other thing. All of my like close friends who are um, gay, bi, queer in some type of way, if you are my friend, I purposely put a border in my mind that like we will never do this because I don't want to have to ignore you for the rest of my life. Like I don't like one of my really, really good friends who like we met on Tinder. Oh, wow. Yeah, we met on Tinder and we we literally joke about this all the time. She's like, yeah, we never got together, huh? It's like, yeah, no, I was just, I wasn't really sure if you were that interested. Like, Tori, you met on fucking Tinder. It's like, yeah, hindsight, realize that. But we're also like, wow, we would have never worked. And I'm a, like, she's a, she's one of those gays who's like, or she's, she's Pam. She's one of those who like, her best friends, her exes, all of them co-mingle and have yep. friends and hang out. And I'm just like, I'm not this evolved. <laughs> I'm so glad nothing happened because I would hate to lose you. Yeah. No, none of, no, thank <laughs> you. No, thank you. But um, it works for some people. Some people can do it. It's just not me. No, it's really nice to have you on because I'm the same way as you. But the last episode I recapped with Sarah and um, she was like the opposite of us. She <laughs> is just all up in all of her ex's business. And, you know, her thing to her new partners is like, no, I'm not going to get my exes out of my life. Like, what? But why? I just, that's all. Whenever someone tells me they're friends with their exes, my first my first question is why? <laughs> like, oh, you know, we were friends for X amount of time and da da da. I was like, okay, but you broke up for a reason, right? It's like, yeah, well, they che they cheated on me or they did this. Like, so why would you want to be friends with a person who betrayed your trust? I don't know. Maybe um, they, they, she, they would say, I think, oh, we sh I we shared a lot of love for each other. And just because we're not together doesn't mean that love goes away. But it I goes mean, away for me. But like, I, if I broke up with someone, that means I shared some hate with them, too. <laughs> and hate is very powerful, man. It really can, it really simmers in the soul. So whenever I think of, like, a sweet moment, I was like, hmm. She was also a complete asshole. Mm, yes. Yeah, no. I'm not. There's no double backing here. Once it's done, it's done. Well, um, this has been so much fun oh, having awesome. you on the podcast. I've really enjoyed your thoughts. And I like I had a lot of fun with you today. <laughs> I did too. Uh, yeah, I want to thank my guest co-host, Tori O'Neill. Listeners, make sure you go to TikTok and subscribe to at the dame. Then head over to Instagram and check out Tori's body confidence page, The Mighty Dames. They have a lot of cool merch. I really liked the tap outs, then tacos shorts yeah, you have coming Yeah, yeah. Like our whole well, thing is we're a group for the big girls. So like whenever we do, uh, whenever I do merchandise, I'm like, hmm, what food can we put yes. on these? So um, tacos was highly requested. So that's our, that's the thing we're doing right now. Perfect uh, Christmas gift, listeners. Absolutely. Head on over to uh, The Mighty Dames. Everything I've mentioned will be linked in the description. We did it. 
Yeah, we, man, this we was awesome. The episode. <laughs> we recapped it. I don't know if like I will probably watch the next one in like three weeks. Okay. Who knows? I like. It depends on how bored I get at work. That's really <laughs> what it comes down to. Like when I hit that witching hour, I was like, ah, L word. But then again, like Sex Life, they they've been doing like two episodes in a row. So I'm like, eh, I can just watch that instead. They have been dropping so many episodes. It's I've been loved great. every loved every second of it. I've been like anxiously waiting for this show to come out. So as soon as it came out, just been binging through it. So like I like even though like she's not here, but I've been watching it before. Before my girlfriend, and I just come <laughs> and I just come back like, oh yeah, babe, two new episodes. Are you ready to watch? And then I'm watching it. I'm like, oh my god, can you believe they <laughs> broke up? It. <laughs> I am so shocked. Wait, since we're discussing, what do you think of Layton's storyline? I'm here for it. I like it. Um, I I like that she has um, who is um, Whitney's friend who's on the track team. Oh, um, oh, the LeBron James of lesbians. Yes. That's going to drive me crazy that I can't. Okay. I can't think of her name. Um, but I like that she's kind of like the elder gay helping her navigate through the Essex gay community. I, I kind of, I like the friendship yes. that's developing there. Um, I think it's, I think it's hilarious that she's dating someone. Who Willow. Just, Willow. Oh, I love Willow. Um, I think it's hilarious that she's dating someone now that looks exactly like her. Right. <laughs> and that's the sister from First Kill. I don't know if you watched First Kill. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. First Kill was so bad. Oh, it was terrible. Yeah. It was so fun. But you know what? She did she play? She played on something else, too. She pl- she played a lesbian on something else. Oh, really? Too. Oh, okay. yeah. Um, some ABC is some ABC family show. Um, or freeform now, what it's called. Um, but she's gorgeous. I'll give her that. Like she's gorgeous. Both of them are. Yeah. And I like that Layton's like Layton's a little thick. Mm-hmm. I'm here for I it. I like it too. Right? I yes. like it that she's not like some of the other girls you can see they've lost a lot of weight since the first oh especially God. like Kimberly. Kimberly. You can, Oof. you can tell she's lost a lot of weight, but like Layton's got a little thick. And I'm like, okay, girl. I see what yes. you're doing there. I- I'm here for it. But um, I like it. I like the coming out storyline that she's had. I like how, I like how she just just kind of like threw it out there. Like she, I feel like a lot of us have these um, these very well planned out coming out stories. Like we have, like we've written it out, we've rehearsed it, we know how it's going to go. But more times than not, we end up just blurting it. Yep. Me, I came out with my mom. I came out to my mom after uh, after a drunken breakup. Oh wow. In college, when I was in the band room, I just caught my mom was like, mother, I'm gay. <laughs> oh, oh, wow. And then hung up. And then like the next one was like, oh, I did that, huh? <laughs> well, we're not going home this weekend. <laughs> oh, my God. That's a crazy way to come out to your mom. Yeah, I would not recommend. <laughs> not the best way to do it. She rebounded really good. She's been really oh. awesome, but not... <laughs> Would not recommend, <laughs> would not recommend alcohol during a coming out story. Wow. Okay. Yeah. You hear that listeners? Uh, <laughs> do it sober. Okay. Yeah. Don't drink and come out. It doesn't work good. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Tori, for being on the show and for uh, recapping the episode and would love to have you back. Uh, if you don't finish the season, maybe for a different show, who knows if we're going to get a fourth season. <laughs> if they bring Gigi back in the finale. 
fuck it. I'll, I'll buckle the hell up for that. Um, <laughs> yep. But yeah, I would love to come back. Anything's down. I, like I said, I said I'm not going to watch it. I say that about every episode after this. Right. And I, I've watched it twice since it's come out. So like, I'm a liar. So <laughs> I'll be we're going to watch it. Yeah. yeah, we're I'm totally going to watch it. <laughs> Uh, All right, listeners, make sure you are subscribed. That way you stay up to date with all of our latest episodes. I will be back next week to recap episode five. And uh, we'll talk at you later. Bye.